Psalm 37 from verse 1 onwards. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. I will read verse 14 and 15. The wicked have drawn the sword and have bent their bow, to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, for the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and the inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gifts. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I've been young, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice 
and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way and he should exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright. For the future of that man is peace. But transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. For the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Praise be to God. This entire psalm, if we look at it, there's one theme that is running throughout this psalm. One thing. That one theme that runs throughout this psalm is what God shall do to those who trust in him and what God will do for those who hate those who trust in him. You have two groups of people throughout this psalm. Side by side, you see here, the Spirit of God has placed them side by side. The wicked and the righteous, the wicked and the righteous, the wicked and the righteous. And throughout the psalm we see something very consistent. God is speaking here, saying that God himself will deliver his people. God himself will exalt his people. God himself will provide for his people. God himself will watch over his people. God himself will cause them to inherit that which God has for them. There are several scriptures we see, verses we see within this chapter alone, where God says, Inherit the land. Who? The righteous. They shall inherit the land. That which God has for God's people, that which God has for God's people, I'm going to say it again as the Holy Spirit wants me to, that which God has for his people, the devourer cannot touch it. He may try, he may try to circle around, but that which God has for his people, the devourer cannot touch it. No matter how he tries, God will come and God will push him down. To the extent that his existence 
will not be found. But the righteous will inherit the portion that God has given and they will dwell in it forever. Forever. That which God gives to God's people is not just a temporary inheritance, but it's a permanent inheritance. I want to say it again. Whatever comes from the hands of the living God to his people is never a temporary inheritance. Whatever God gives to his people is eternal. When he gives something to his people, he has eternity in his mind. When God blesses his people with something, he blesses them eternally. When God blesses, they are blessed forever. When a person is blessed by God, that person is blessed forever. So whatever God blesses us with, even the earthly things that God gives to us, when we as God's people are in the paths of righteousness, when we walk in His righteous path, the blessings that come from God, because we are in the paths of the Lord God Almighty, it will cause eternal results. It will cause eternal dividends. It will cause eternal fruit. There's no such thing as a temporary blessing which is void of eternal blessings. All of God's people, when they are in the paths of God, walking in the paths of righteousness, each person, God gives them a unique track, unique path, unique trail. God has for every single one marked out their steps. Every single step has been marked out by God. So when each person stay within their course, they walk in it by walking with God. Whatever God gives into their hands to bless them, they all will be utilized for eternity. Whatever God gives. When God gives us the health, we use it wisely and we use it for God. The Bible says, whatever God gives to us, we glorify God with everything that God has given to us. Whether we eat or we drink, we do it unto the glory of God. Whatever God gives to us, whether it's a little pen or a hair clip or a purse, or whatever it may be, some clothing, some shoes, whatever God may give into our hands, when we belong to God, and we are in His path, and we are walking with Him, whatever God puts into our hands, it's geared towards glorifying God. And whatever we do brings glory to God. It is of eternal value. Whatever God blesses you with and you use it the right way, that means it serves its purpose, then you're going to have an eternal blessing. Psalm 37, 29 
says, The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. It's not just the physical land. It's not just some spiritual land. It talks about anything and everything that God gives to us. It includes the physical location. It includes the spiritual location, but it includes everything that God has given to us. The portion that God has for his people. Those who walk with God, they will receive it. They will receive it. They will receive it. And the Lord says, such people, there won't be any missteps. None of his steps shall slide. Now why? God's word is in his heart. They're in the paths of righteousness. They're in the paths of righteousness. And these are the people, when they're in the paths of righteousness, they will walk with God. That means, if the Lord says, today we are not moving. Today we're going to stay. Tomorrow we're going to move. Like he did with the children of Israel. When the Lord God Almighty led them, when the Lord God Almighty led them with a pillar of cloud and with a pillar of fire, the children of Israel moved when the pillar of cloud moved. The children of Israel did not move when the pillar of cloud did not move. God moved, they moved. When God did not move, that means God said, you're going to stay right here. They had no problem with it. You know, many times, many people have lots of problems with the leading of God. And God is moving at a certain pace. They get very anxious. They say, Lord, I don't want to wait here and I don't want to waste my time here and let's keep going because we need to get to the destination early. These are the people who are like this story. They have kids' story. The tortoise and the hare. But the hare ran and ran and ran and then it got tired and it fell asleep and it actually didn't win the race, it lost. The tortoise steadily moved and it won the race. A lot of times people with a hasty mentality, hurry, We can't wait. We want to keep running. When the Lord says pause, when God hits that pause button, they try to hit on top of it and try to see if they can make that pause to green and to go and jam that button and then get all upset over it. God is speaking at this hour. In 2024, let that pattern be broken in Jesus' name. 
Learn to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. Learn to do that which God wants you to do, not what you want to do. Learn to do that which God wants you to do. Be steady. You walk with the Lord. Learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't put your desires in front of you and say that God is telling you to do something when your flesh is leading you. It is important to wait on the Lord. Who will actually inherit the land? Who will actually actually inherit their part? Who are the ones who will actually receive that which God has for them? The righteous and the righteous who wait on the Lord. We need to be righteous and we need to be people who walk in step with the Holy Spirit. If he is going before us, our job is to follow him. If he is going before us, our job is to follow him. We don't take one step ahead of him. If we go a step ahead of him, we'll be lost because we will have no direction. We need God to go before us. He is the light. If he's not before us, then we'll be in the dark. We'll be in the dark. The Bible says, a child that's left to himself will bring his mother shame. If we don't have the Lord, God Almighty going before us, we'll be put to shame. We will carry shame. It is important for every believer to know this. Walk in the righteous path of God. Walk in the path that God has for you. In 2024, you need to have that resolve. Deep within you. I'm not going to do my own thing. I'm not going to walk in my own path. I'm not going to think my own thoughts. I'm not going to run after my own desires. My desires should be conformed to the desires of God. It has to be led by God. I have to be walking in His paths of righteousness. And I must be someone who sh- who is waiting on the Lord Almighty. When we do that, then we will inherit that which God has for us. We will inherit that which God has for us. I want to take you to verse 22, 23, 20. Four, twenty-two, twenty-three, and twenty-four. Psalm thirty-seven, verse twenty-two. For those blessed by Him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by Him shall be cut off. When the Spirit of the Lord records these scriptures, we need to understand it has a very deep meaning. And a great significance. These words mean much more than what we can actually read 
and understand. We need the Spirit of God to illuminate our understanding. To breathe upon these scriptures to make it alive. To bring it out before us so that we can actually see that which God wants us to see. Those people, the people who are blessed by him, the fortunate ones, who are they? The ones who are walking in the paths of righteousness. Those who are walking in the footsteps of God Almighty. That means God is going before them. Those are the people, they'll inherit the earth. And the Lord speaks about earth once again. The plan of God that God has for them on the face of the earth. The territory that God has for them to overtake. That means to overcome the powers of darkness, the regions that God has for his people. To overtake that which God has for them. These are the people who will inherit that portion, will inherit the earth. Jesus said this, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And that scripture comes from Psalm 37. The meek shall inherit the earth. So those who walk in the paths of righteousness have given themselves over to a life of meekness, which is a life void of self, will be made rulers by God. He will be able to entrust the earth into their hands. That means the domain that God has for them will be given to them so they can be beneficial and be blessed by God. You look at Moses, the Bible says Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth during his lifetime. Is there such a thing as the meekest man on the face of the earth? Yes. That means there's some kind of grading system God has. There were people who were meek during his lifetime, but Moses was the meekest person. If someone says, oh, we're all one and God sees us all the same way, know that they're lying to you. God has his weighing scale. God has his plumb line. Every person's heart is weighed before God Almighty. Every person's heart. The Bible also says, Moses was faithful in all his household. The person, not just one in a million, the only one out of all those people A handful of people were meek. Among the meek people, he was the meekest person. Moses didn't say this. Moses' mom didn't say this. Moses' brother didn't say this. Moses' sister didn't say this. God himself said this. God should be able to say that about every single one here. 
the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro, looking to see whose hearts are loyal towards him. Among the loyal people, among the meek people, God also sees who is at the top of the rank. Yes, he does. It gives him such joy. There's such people. He gives them great responsibilities like he did with Moses. Why was Moses made the leader of the people of Israel? Not Aaron, not Miriam, not anyone else. Why? Because he was the meekest person on the face of the earth. And he was someone who was faithful amongst all of those people, the most faithful one. The way all the people came against him, the way the people of Israel came against Moses, if they would have gone and talked to Aaron like that, the story would have been different. If they would have gone to Miriam like that, the story would have been different. Anyone else, the story would have been different. Moses was very different. All the things that happened around him. He was someone who reacted very differently. He did not give what the people deserved. That's why God himself came and he showed up on Moses' behalf. Those who are meek, they shall inherit the earth. Those who are meek, those who are humble, those who have given themselves over to humility, not self-preservation, Moses, if he would have tried to preserve himself, oh, oh, I can't do this because I don't want to get hurt and I don't like the way they're talking. I don't like the way they look. He wouldn't have been a leader. Moses was the opposite. If Jesus would have lived like that, then we wouldn't have salvation today. All those who are in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It's part of the package and that's where the glory comes from. As we read in Psalm 37, evil people will rise up against those who are righteous and those who are godly and those who walk in the footsteps of God Almighty. But God is going before us. He'll take care of all those who try to put thorns and make our path slippery, hoping that we'll fall and get hurt. And because God is going before us. He clears all those from our paths. 
We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to think about it. As long as we look to Him. In His time, He makes all things beautiful. What happened to all the people who rose against Moses? What happened to them? Different groups of people stirred up by Satan rose up from time to time. What happened to them? What happened to them? What happened to the Egyptians? And what happened to the Israelites? What happened to them? For all the talk and for all the mockery and for all the accusations. What happened to them? God rose up against them. God rose up against the Egyptians and God rose up against the Israelites. Went against Moses. But how was Moses? How was Moses? The meekest on the face of the earth. That's why. That's why he was fit to be the leader for millions of people. That's why Moses was fit to be the leader, God's leader, for those stiff-necked people. Yes, God knew that these were stiff-necked people. And he needed someone who be so meek that he can get the job done. Yes, Moses was qualified. And these people are people of God. Like Jesus. When hit by people, they don't hit back. When hit by people, they don't say that I'm not hitting back, but I'll give you a mean look. No. These are people who actively love. These are people who show Jesus to those who don't deserve. Moses was such a man. Therefore, he inherited the land. God gave him a vast territory. And that territory is forever. Not just in some corner of Israel. It's not just half of the earth. But Moses truly inherited the earth. He inherited the earth. All over the world, you see. From Jewish people to Christians to all kinds of people, they know. Moses. And this Moses, how did he become such an international figure? He was someone who didn't look for it. He was someone who completely denied himself. He had a family. He had a wife and he had children. He was taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. But when God called him 
he took his family and he went. Immediately he left everything and he went. He didn't say, oh Lord, I'm comfortable here and it's going to be so difficult for my kids and, you know, such a change for them and they have with their grandparents here and, and everything is comfortable here and now we have to go there and that too, it's a hostile environment. I don't want my kids to go through what I, you know how, how many people lose heaven? They lose heaven for their cats and dogs and their children and their relatives. May God have mercy. And God tells you to do something, do it. Because it's good for you. And God tells you to do something, do it. Because it is life for you. And God tells you to do something, just do it. Don't bring anything between you and God. Because you'll be killing yourself in the process. You'll be bringing death upon yourself in the process. You'll be bringing death to the blessings that God has for you in the process. God called Moses and Moses said, I'm going. And he went to Egypt, the very place where then we wanted to kill him. The place that he left and he came to Midian led by God. Now he's going back to Egypt. It's a shadow of what was to come. Jesus, when he was a baby, Herod wanted to kill him. The Lord said, Joseph, take Mary Take the young child and go to Egypt. Stay there for some time. Until Herod dies, stay there. And when Herod died, God said, Herod is dead. The one who sought the life of this young child is dead. Now take Mary and take Jesus and go back. Now, being led by God, this move came. Moses also in the Old Testament was led by God. Moses was from Egypt to Midian and from Midian back to Egypt. Not for himself, but to lead the people of God. He had to make that move. He had to leave everything behind. Now he had to go back to the place the place where death sentence was issued for him. It's not just Moses going now, he's taking his family and he's going also. What a man of God he was. What a man of God he was. A man who did not think about himself, a man who did not think about his wife, a man who did not think about his children. All he thought was, about doing the will of God. In doing so, he inherited the earth. He inherited everything. As Jesus said, he who seeks to preserve his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will gain it. That's what Moses did. 
God said, I want you to go back to Egypt. Moses, Moses went. Did all that the Lord told him to do. Including leading the stiff-necked people in the wilderness. Wandered with them for 40 years. Suffered with them for 40 years. Do you know the difference between Moses and the children of Israel who disobeyed? The children of Israel who disobeyed, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. But Moses walked with God. Even though he was in the wilderness for 40 years, he walked with God. He had many, 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 many encounters with the living God in the wilderness. He was used by God to bring manna from heaven, to bring water out of the rock, to do many miracles, to keep the people from dying. And the ones who disobeyed and got bitten by snakes, to bring healing to them and bring life to them. He was a savior assigned by God during his lifetime for a group of stiff-necked people. But amongst them were a handful of people who walked in the footsteps of Moses, Caleb and Joshua, and a handful of others who followed them. Oh, they inherited the earth. God wants us to inherit that which God has for us. But do we have what it takes? Do we have what it takes? Do we have what it takes? Everybody wants to inherit the land. Everybody wants to inherit everything, but do you have what it takes? God is speaking at this hour. It is important to focus on what you need to focus on. Blessed, how fortunate are the people who walk in his footsteps, which is the path of humility and meekness. Only those people can wait. They inherit the earth. They inherit the earth. Their steps are ordered by the Lord. Their steps are ordered by the Lord. These are people who make sure that they know that they're following God and they will follow God and that's what they care about. God delights in such people. God delights in such people. The people who make God their everything and keep their eyes upon God and not do their own thing, but follow Him in everything. God is very much involved in their lives. 
God is very interested in their lives. God takes full responsibility for their lives. I want to repeat this as the Holy Spirit wants me to. The people who delight in God, the people who delight in knowing the ways of God, the people who delight in walking in the ways of God, God delights in them. He takes pleasure in blessing them. He looks after everything pertaining to them. From the smallest detail to the biggest, God orders everything for them. These are the people who are kept by God Almighty. Because God delights in them. When everything pertaining to their lives, God says, I'm in charge. I'll make sure this gets done. I'll make sure. Because these are people who delight in Him. They make sure that they don't miss a beat. They make sure that they don't miss a step. And God, He says, I'll make sure that you don't miss anything that I have for you. Verse 24, very important. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. This again is a scripture that is misinterpreted and misunderstood, mistaught by many people. Inspired by Satan, many people speak words that are not of God, words that mislead people and move them away from the paths of righteousness. This entire psalm talks about God keeping the righteous, the wicked pursuing the righteous, and wicked plotting against the righteous, the wicked trying to come after. It's talking about a righteous person Facing trouble in life. As Apostle Paul says, struck down but not destroyed. That doesn't talk about falling in presumptuous sin. This fall is not talking about falling in presumptuous sin. It's talking about even though the arrows may come, even though these things will happen, Oh, God is holding him with his hand. These people are the people who cannot be brought down. Cannot be brought down. As the Spirit of the Lord spoke to us during the Holy Convocation, one of the services, I believe it was the last one. God will hold your hand God won't let you fall. God will hold your hand. When? When you are in his path. When you uphold his word, he will uphold you by his righteous right arm. It's so important. 
No matter who comes against you, no matter who tries to make you fall. These are people. When the enemy tries to trip them up, again, this is not talking about presumptuous sin. But the weapons of the enemy that comes with all kinds of things to cause loss, to cause sickness, to cause hurt, whatever it may be, to cause accidents, whatever it may be. And the enemy brings trouble, as the word of God says. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Whatever trouble may come to the righteous, I've spoken about this during one of our Sunday services. When a righteous person falls, when I say fall, that means they go through a troubling period where the enemy is fighting hard because God is right in front of them. They fall right into the arms of the living God. God upholds them. What happens at that point? They are raised up to a whole new level. They're raised up to a whole new level. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. God delivers them out of them all. Does he deliver him and put him in the same spot? No. No. There's an elevation that is there. There's an elevation that is there. Oh, Joseph fell. Not in sin to Potiphar's wife, but into the pit that his brothers cast him. Joseph was a righteous young person. He was thrown into that pit. But he was not utterly cast down. The Lord upheld him. What happened to him? He was lifted out there, taken to Potiphar's house. Oh, the enemy tried to push him again. Oh, he fell. Oh, where did he fall? He fell straight into the prison. It looked like he went down, but no. He actually went up. That was the step before him becoming the prime minister of Egypt. Second to Pharaoh. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Integrity through and through. Humility through and through. Stripping away that stuff in every area, on every level, will cause a person to inherit that which God has for them. These are the people, when they fall, again I want to emphasize the word fall, that fall is not falling into sin. But they fall into diverse trials. God will uphold them. He'll place them on a higher ground. They're not going to come out and come to the same spot, no. Oh no. Oh no. 
These are the people who stand on top of Mount Ararat. That's what God will do. I've been young. Now I'm old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful in lens and his descendants are blessed. What a beautiful scripture. The righteous person, the Spirit of the Lord says through the psalmist here, it's not only not in a state where he's not begging, but he's so blessed he's in a state where he's giving. His descendants are blessed. God is speaking to her today. God's people are the only people who receive 100% protection from the King of Heaven. God's people are the only people who receive 100% provision from the King of Heaven. God's people are the only people who will experience 100% of peace from the King of Heaven. Oh, how fortunate, how blessed other people who walk in the ways of righteousness or clothed with humility. But these are the ones who can actually walk in that path. The path of God is not a haughty path. It's not a path for proud people. Proud people cannot walk in that path. Sinners cannot walk in that path. Tell the Lord this morning, Lord, in this 2024, that a deeper work of purification take place. And if you want to inherit the land, if you want to inherit the earth, if you want to inherit that which God has for you, if you want to have the eternal inheritance, like Moses did, like Joseph did, then prepare yourself for that. Get ready for that. Get ready for that. Just like if you are going to go for an interview or go for a place where you need to dress properly, you need to wash your face properly, you need to make sure you brush your teeth properly, make sure you don't have any stains on your clothes and it's not wrinkled, you take care. Do that for your soul. Do that for your soul. Prepare yourself. If you want God to bless you in this 2024 and fulfill everything that the Lord has spoken, position yourself for that. Become a worthy vessel. Let the law of God be in your heart. Let your feet be on the righteous path. Let your garments be meekness. Let the law of kindness be upon your lips. Away with self-righteousness. 
God will do mighty things in your life. Such people shall be exalted to inherit the land. I want to take you to verse 34 before we conclude for this morning. Psalm 37 verse 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he shall exalt you to inherit the land. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he shall exalt you to inherit the land. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he shall exalt you to inherit the land. Can't get clearer than this. We have a God who speaks so clearly. We have a God who puts his people on the road to success. We have a God who spells everything out to his people so that they can inherit that which God has for them. So what's the problem? Where's the problem? We have to pause here for a minute and take a good look at yourself. And see, In which way you need to turn your steering wheel this morning. You're leaning towards the right, leaning towards the left, and you need to straighten it out, straighten it out. Stay on the straight and narrow path. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. A lot of people are going in there, including a lot of Christians, including lots of self-righteous people. Many people who think that they are going to heaven are on the path to hell. Many people who sing worship songs and have stickers on their doors and windows and their cars and have verses all over on the path to hell. Many are in hell already. We cannot have a form of godliness without the actual power that overcomes sin. We cannot have a form of godliness and be like that fig tree that looked like it had fruits, but Jesus came close to it. It's all deception. One thing every believer in this church should know No one should live in a state of deception. Living in a state of deception is the worst place for a person to be. When every warning comes, they'll think it's for someone else, not for them. Living in a state of deception is the worst place for someone to be. When they get mad at the prophet who brings the warnings, It's so important to know when the Spirit of God speaks, it's because God wants to get you out of the path of destruction. And it's the mercy of God that comes to you. 
broad is the way that leads to destruction. So if you want to pursue the things of God, you have to be someone who is proactive in putting on Jesus Christ. If you have to put on Jesus Christ, if you want to put on Jesus Christ, which you should, you need to go to heaven, you need to put off the old man. You need to put off every form of self. You need to put off every form of immorality. You need to put off every form of anger and self-righteousness, wrath and malice and evil speaking and all the corruption. God is speaking to our hearts today in 2024. The outer garment, the old way of living, the old way of thinking must be put away. If you want to inherit the land, if you want to inherit that which God has for you, the self has to be stripped away. That which is ugly must go. And you have to do that. You have to do that. If you have oil or grease on your hand, you rub it, you scrub it, you put it, you put whatever soap or whatever you need to put to take it out, you do it. You can't just look at your hands and cry and cry and sit and cry when you know what you should do and you know that you can get rid of that. Do what you have to do. Spirit of God is speaking this morning. God wants you to inherit that which God has for you. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And those who inherit the earth will inherit heaven. Because those who inherit the earth are those who bring the kingdom of God down to this world. That's what inheriting the earth is. You make the territory for the kingdom of God. You get that ground for the kingdom of God. Wherever you are, you should be bringing the kingdom of God down. God is speaking to our hearts today. God wants to give you your inheritance. You gain ground in. You conquer here. You'll be made a ruler in the kingdom of heaven once your journey is over here. Those who rule over the kingdom of darkness here will rule over in heaven many, many cities. Those are the ones who will judge in the afterlife. But If we don't care, if we say that, well, I don't need to inherit anything, and I'll just sit in one corner and just finish up whatever I want to finish up. At the end of the day, know this for sure. Only those who have done the will of God will enter in. I don't care who says what. Just saying a sinner's prayer once upon a time or saying it every day is not going to take anyone to heaven. If you don't do the will of God, 
That's when that division will come. He separates the sheep from the goats. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, not mine. We need to know the truth. A few will enter in, strive to enter in. A few will enter in, strive to enter in. A few will enter in, strive to enter in. It's important for you to know the truth. When you know the truth, it'll set you free. It becomes an easy thing. Such an easy thing. Becomes a second nature. You cannot make a dog. To make the sounds of a cow or a cat. You can't. You can't. You can't make a lion to make the noise of a bird. You can't. When a lion cub is born, automatically everything is programmed in its blood to become that ferocious king of the jungle. Same thing goes for the bird. When an eagle is born, it has everything within that eagle programmed for it to be able to soar and fly. Nobody gives those eagles flight lessons. Oh, person who is connected to Jesus Christ has the seed of Christ in him. They have the seed of Christ in her. When that's there, and they eat right, do what is right, live right, they're going to grow well and spontaneously do what they are programmed to do through the seed of Christ that is inside of them. Many times I wonder, I look around and say, what's wrong with these people? They call themselves Christians. What's wrong with these people? Do they have the seed of Christ inside or not? That's how God looks at it. That's how God looks at it. God's people are the people who have the power Overcoming power to live a righteous life. Overcoming power to dominate the flesh. Overcoming power to live a life of humility. Overcoming power. They have the power to crucify the flesh. They have the power to put that flesh to death. Oh, they have the power. Many times a human being was full of fear. There's nothing about a roach that's in the house. Instead of killing it, he just stands and cries or jumps on the bed and he cries and just lets the roach multiply and lives in a house infested with roaches. What a shame. What a shame it is when that person could have killed that one roach. 
When you, you have the capacity to do that which you should do, do it. If you call yourself a child of God, the seed of Christ is in you. Don't put the name of Christ to shame. Know who you are in Christ and know what God has given to you. Put it to use. Put it to use. There are some people who have vegetables, they'll have knives, they have cutting board, they'll have everything. They just sit in one spot and they'll cry. Oh, I have no food, I have no food, I have no food, I have no food. Get up, take the cutting board, take your vegetables, take that knife, cut everything, put it in the pan, cook, sit down and eat. People can't do that. They expect pre-made food from heaven to be dropped into their mouths, that too. And they say, oh, Christian life is so hard. May God have mercy. Everything you need for this life and in the life to come has been given by God to you. You're lying or the word of God is lying? The word of God cannot lie. So who's lying here? God is speaking to our hearts this morning. God wants you to inherit everything that he has for you in 2024. Straighten out. Straighten out, says the Holy Spirit. Let your spine straighten out. Stand up straight. Don't look down. Don't stoop so low that the enemy is jumping all over you and beating you down. Go to the presence of God this morning and say, Lord, I will walk in the paths of righteousness. Lord, I am giving myself over to wearing this royal clothing of meekness, humility. I'm giving myself over to holiness, love, not self-preservation. Not self-preservation. Not self-preservation. Not self-preservation. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you try to preserve yourself and say that, oh, I don't want to get hurt and I'm trying to protect myself, guess what? You have no protection at that point because God will not stand by you. You take matters into your own hands, God will not be there for you. You need to put everything down. Let God be God in your life. Put everything down. Let God be God in your life. Love every single one just as how Jesus loved you and loves you. Forgive every single one just like how Jesus forgave you and forgives you. Wear the garment of humility. Wear the garment of humility. God will cause you 
to be blessed. Beyond measure. Beyond measure. Beyond measure. When you keep his way, no matter what happens, I'll wait on the Lord. God will show up. I'm not going to cut corners and look for crooked means to bring some money in. Cut corners and look for crooked means and then say, God gave it and God have mercy. Don't you do that. Wait on the Lord. Keep His way and He shall exalt you to inherit the earth. See, inheriting the earth is exaltation. When you receive the portion that God has for you, oh, it's an exaltation. It's an exaltation that comes from God. To those who wait on the Lord and keep His way. God is speaking to us today. Give yourself over to this word that God has spoken from Psalm 37. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Who though being in the form of God, he did not hold on to that. He laid that down. And he humbled himself all the way to the death of the cross by taking this form of a servant. He served all those who are with him, including his disciples. All the way to the death of the cross. Therefore God exalted him and gave him a name above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. So what's your problem? If he forsook everything and he came down so that you can live, what's your problem? If he has done that for you, can't do that for someone else. What's your problem? He's the Lord of heaven and earth. He gave up everything and he came for you. You can't give up your rights. He put himself in such a vulnerable spot, such a vulnerable state, so that you can get to heaven. And you're trying to preserve yourself. His beard was plucked. His face was slapped. He spat on his face, the king of glory, who raised the dead. Yet he did not revile. How about you? How about you? Are people around you seeing meekness when they see you? That should be the clothing that they should see you. When they see you, they should see meekness. Are you a representation of meekness? Or do you have a form of godliness? Are you walking in the path of the cross? 
which means denying yourself and carrying the cross. How much of self-esteem? How long will it take for that to be stripped away? How long? How long do you think? Because the longer you take, the more blessings that God has for you will be robbed by the enemy. How much are you going to forfeit? How many years are going to be gone? How long are you going to let the enemy steal, kill and destroy? Until Gideon stood up and did what God told him to do. The Midianites came and stole and stole and stole and stole and stole the grain and destroyed everything that belonged to the Israelites. Well, these are supposed to be the people of God. Well, look what they did. They went to idolatry. And then they're saying, oh, why is this happening? If God did all these things to my forefathers, why is this happening? Such a pathetic state. Why won't it happen? Yes, you belong to the seed of Abraham, but you have followed the ways of the Canaanites. You're living as a pagan. You have a rich heritage, but What's that going to do? The enemy has been oppressing. The very people who are delivered from slavery have enslaved themselves once more. All by their choice. And then they're saying, how come it's not happening? Why are we like this all the time? I know those miracles took place that time. Why is it not taking place now? Why should it take place? When you continue to worship. Satan in many ways until Gideon rose up after God opened his eyes to see look what you're doing look what your father is doing look what your people are doing God didn't say Gideon just go to the other part of the town away from your father's temple and build an altar for me no this has to be destroyed first This has to be destroyed first. What needs to be torn down needs to be torn down first. Then comes the altar. Then comes worship. Everything that is false must be torn down first. Every single person in this church must know this. In this 2024. Before you can do anything for God, everything that needs to be torn down must be torn down. Whatever is not of God. You can say, Lord, let it be stripped away. Let it be stripped away. Let it be stripped away. You can do that. Gideon did that. You can do that. You can do that. You should do that. Only then will the destroyer be put away. Only then that which is coming to steal your grain will be stopped. Only then the Midianites will be put to shame. Otherwise you'll be put to shame by the Midianites. There has to be some kind of stability and consistency in worshipping the Lord your God all the time. All the time. That means you do not bow down to Baal even for a second. You don't sell your soul to Lucifer even for a second. You don't sell your mind to Lucifer even for a second. You don't sell your body to Lucifer even for a second. 
No believer should have the form of godliness without the actual power, which is the overcoming power to overcome sin, to overcome pride, to overcome immorality, to overcome anger, to overcome evil speaking. God is speaking at this hour. God is speaking at this hour. God is speaking at this hour. Take this time in the presence of God. Say, Lord, I want to inherit that which you have for me. In 2024, I want to inherit the earth. That which you have for me on this side of eternity, I want to inherit. And to inherit, you told me specific things. I want to focus on that. Make this your prayer. Tell the Lord, whatever needs to be stripped away, I'm going to work on it, Lord. Without deconstruction, without a thorough work of deconstruction, a thorough work of cleaning and removal, no new foundation can be laid. Everything that is of the old must be stripped away. Everything that is not from God. Everything must go. Must go. Must go. Must go. Then the Spirit of God will be able to move in. In all His power. That's when you really have that real power. Not just an empty shell. Saying, I too am a child of God. Oh, if you're a child of God, show it. Show it by actions that the seed of Christ is in you. If you claim to be a child of God, show it by actions that you have his seed in you, that you're living like him. Oh, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. Shall we pray? So they thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to your people in an unexpected way. She brought your servant this morning. And as I was waiting on you during the prayer to see what you want me to do, where to go into the recap, what you want me to do, you gave the scripture portion and you spoke from heaven. From the mouth of God to the mouth of your servant to the ears of your people. God has spoken. I pray may your people take every word seriously. So that they can live by it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word that you've given this morning. You've given it with such love, such burden, such compassion to cause your people to live. So I pray, Father, you'll cause every single one to take ownership to this word, that they may live by it. I ask for the strength of God to descend upon them right now in Jesus' name.
Strengthen your people. Strengthen your people. Strengthen every part of your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every part. Let it be surrendered to the living God. Every portion of their being. Let it be dominated by the Spirit of God. Lord, let every excuse from the pit of hell be put away. The truth be found in the inwardmost parts of the being of your people. Let every laziness and deception be stripped away. Every single one in this house of God may be clothed with humility, that royal robe of humility. Let every single one walk in the ways of righteousness. Every single one here, O oh God. Keep the ways of the living God. Let every single one here, Father, may inherit, inherit the land that you have for them, the portion that you have for them. With this blessing, I bless you people with as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with, that each may live a blameless life. That their future may be filled with peace. That the end may be filled with peace. That each may be among the upright, among the blameless, among the meek, among those who have inherited the portion that you have for them. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen.